1: What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Welcome back to another episode of Scam goddess the podcast all about robbery fraud and those who practice it sometimes we love them sometimes we hate them we'll see along the way congregation y'all know what i am you know what it is i'm very yes excited elated for today's guest What a get y'all today we have an amazing stand-up comedian actor and the host of netflix drink masters check out his first action movie trigger warning coming out soon on netflix to see his stand-up comedy tour, go to the Cocktails and Comedy Tour. Joining him is LP, winner of Drink Master Season 1, who will be behind the bar making one-of-a-kind cocktails along with special guest comedians in a city near you. Yes, near you. Go to Cocktails in... That's in the letter N, comedy.com for more information. That's Cocktails, the letter in and comedy.com. Cocktails and comedy.com. I'm going to go ahead and make it clear for y'all because Tone Bell is hilarious, so y'all need to pull up. Congregation, please welcome Tone Bell to the show. Hey, Ooh, I, That was beautiful. Thank you, because they going to hear the edited version, so they not even going to know.
2: <laughs> oh, well done. Well done. Now, that take, that take one was beautiful. That take one was great.
1: We got to give you your flowers. We got to give you your flowers while you amongst the living. Yeah,
2: thank you. Thank you.
1: Ton, I don't know if you know this, but we've run into each other a couple times, and you know a couple. It's Erica and I can't remember her husband's name right now, but he bald. Anyway, they love you and told me about you years ago.
2: <laughs> uh, oh boy! Uh, don't even try. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't get and don't get me in trouble.
1: I won't. I went to Vegas with my mom, my dad, and they're like a part of the friend group. And so I was literally at Cabanas and bottle service with my mom and my dad. It was
2: I mean crazy. that one first of all that's pretty dope. Like my mom would kick it like that. My dad <laughs> would be like, It is loud out here. And I mean also he kind of a creep now. He don't know he's not staring. <laughs>
1: I was wondering where you were going with that. Okay, yeah, you do get to a certain age where you just, you get the freedom to just stare at people. Because yeah. like, old people, they will stare at you and then you look at them in their eye and they'll be like, no, I'm still staring. What's up? You know,
2: okay. <laughs> you ever notice them dudes? Like, I would see it occasionally because like, I, w- I would see them old dudes when like the, the remember when the watches used to have the cameras on them? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, like five no. years ago, they watch- had like the smart watch Mm-mm. with the camera on it. And so you see a bunch of dudes like over 60, just like acting like they are looking for something, but they just doing... Like, eyes up and then at the watch? But they
1: videotaping booty? Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh,
2: man. got I, I see it all the time. It's like, bro, bro, you got to get cleaner about that.
1: That sounds like some technology people were just like, I don't know, what will make people think this is different? A wa- with a camera, because that's what you need on your watch. Yeah,
2: I, you, I don't <laughs> nobody need that. Don't nobody need a camera what on your I? watch. James Bond, you ain't James Go-Go Bond. Gadget. Get
1: <laughs> Right, I ain't back no P.I. for the for that generation. Like, what are we doing? I don't need no spy kids-ass technology on my watch. Just tell time, Maybe some texts. That's it. No, that's so funny. So, Tone, on this podcast, we always ask our guests, what's your relationship with scams? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Have you ever been scammed? Have you ever run some scams that are outside the statute of limitations? It could be anything. I hate
2: it when it happens to me. Love it when it's a low-level crime and people get away with it. And yes, I used to have a... Um, in my former life, decades ago, mm. I, uh, you know, I had some things going. I mean, I would call it being a thief okay, or, on, or stealing, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a different person now and now I I have things to lose. So I don't take from anyone else, but yeah, I, I used to, I used to get away with some stuff back in the day and then I have been scammed. Yes, I have been scammed. Well, I won't say scam, but I have almost fallen for something that I thought was, that definitely was a scam. Excuse me.
1: Wait, what was it?
2: Man, some chick I dated back in college out of nowhere it hit me saying she was in Africa and she needed me to Western Union her some money and I didn't know this thing was going around. Do you remember when that was going around back in the day of like, yes. people like I need $2,000 because I can't get my flight back so can you Western Union me the money? And I, and was, fast, like, I, was, like, oh, I was like, oh shit, Vicky's in trouble and she hasn't called me in year, so I know it's got to be, re- I mean, and I <laughs> I'm out here calling Western Union like Yo, I don't have it in cash, but I can take this credit card, I'm good for And they're like, We don't, sir, we don't do credit. And who is this for? And I was like, Y'all don't have this number? And they're like, Yeah, but it's not attached to no Vicky. And I was like, so then I just hit her on like Facebook. I think Facebook was still popping at the mm-hmm. time. Facebook or my, maybe shit might have been MySpace.
1: Vicky must have been a baddie. You weren't even with Vicky anymore, and you're on the phone like Liam Neeson from Taken, trying to save her from Africa. We had a
2: very mature general <laughs>
1: Africa. Did they give
2: you a country? <laughs> they just said Africa. There was no <laughs> no country, no just city. A... I was like, yo, yeah, we got to go just get her. All
1: cont- The whole continent. <laughs>
2: we got to find Vicky, y'all. But we had a very mature separation from uh, how things dissolved in college
1: oh i like that see y'all y'all have to have amical breakups so that you can call up your ex and be like i need two thousand dollars to get out of general africa (laughs)
2: and then i and i was like after we talked and she was like no i'm in houston what you talking about yeah it was it was uh so i don't fall for that shit no more but you gotta send me if you want want to get money from me you got to send me a bill i need to know where it came from i need to see the bill that's how i send money now if i'm a it.
1: i love that uh, now did they contact you Through email Was it a text message Like how did the scammer email. Pretend email to be
2: victim Email got me Through the email oh, yeah. yeah cause I had the logo
1: They hacked their email
2: They had the logo And mm. all that The logo The Western Union logo
1: Oh I didn't know you could PayPal request On Western Union Like <laughs> <laughs> Send people a link that's different. Also, very funny to be told that you were going to put her life saving on uh, credit. You were like, uh,
2: <laughs> I, like, I yeah. need to split it between four cards. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going through. I was like, I ain't got it, but I can get it.
1: Oh, you're a good friend. Hey, I man, love that. I'm a great
2: friend. I'm a great friend.
1: Now, if you get an email from my email just saying I'm stuck in General Africa, you know, go ahead. I know you got money, so go ahead and send it in cash. Okay? General
2: Africa <laughs> is so funny, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> not even a coast they did the email didn't have a coast in it
1: no not a zip code not nothing how what airport are you flying out of sis
2: bruh bruh i was
1: and flights change depending on what airport you're at so if you're just in general africa like it's different to fly from egypt than it is to fly from south africa i'm confused
2: i never thought about it to just now but like she must have been good to me because there's uh, some other people that could have called and been like she's gonna have to be in africa
1: <laughs> she gonna have to stay in whatever country she has Latoya, I'm so sorry Latoya gonna have to it. just
2: stay in Africa. Ain't no not Latoya. <laughs> this, it didn't go well the first time. Why would I bring her back? <laughs>
1: It's like, this is probably good for me that she's not in the country no more. This is probably... She could get a job over there. It's a, there's plenty of thriving countries in Africa. She's going to do well.
2: I would have answered a collect call from Vicky, but Latoya, I'd have, been, I'd have let that go to voicemail.
1: Oh, man. You would have you kept uh, Latoya in that Friday night bookings over the weekend?
2: No, she was a talker. She'd have got out of it.
1: <laughs> I love that for both of us. And we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back. Scam! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children yes, Whitney said they are our future and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. I IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash goddess. Visit IXL.com slash goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts, this one's too hard. This one's too soft and it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me in onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, they have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bust when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select My Show in the drop down menu that follows. We are back, and it's time for What's Hot and Fried. This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist more often than not these days. We get a letter from you all. As always, snitch on your friends, your family, LaToya, your enemies, at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired, so, retired, so we don't what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. So, Tone, I need a fake name from you. We don't care about gender. It could be anything.
2: Uh, Lazarus Samuels.
1: Lazarus? Now... <laughs> Ooh, from the Bible? Love it. I mean,
2: you know, he do not get enough love.
1: <laughs> Should he?
2: Last. Last Samuels.
1: Feel like, I feel like Lazarus wasn't a great dude. Last. Last. I, I love Lazarus. Last
2: Simpson. Let's go with Last <laughs>
1: Simpson. Now, why is Simpson <laughs> necessary? I don't understand. I like a good two I love thing. I love name. it. Okay.
2: Last Simpson. Don't he sound like he'll sound like somebody who'll pick your pocket, but go ahead.
1: Last sounds sketchy as hell. I don't think if I ever met a Laz Simpson that I would, you know, do any business engagements with them. It's just like the name Matthew. Like, every Matt is a scam. Like, y'all not getting me.
2: You don't trust no Matthew?
1: It's too many of y'all. Mm It's too many of y'all.
2: I feel like Laz Simpson is somebody who would say Laz and then say his whole name. Laz, Laz Simpson.
1: <laughs> it is. It almost gives me sportscaster, like a, a retired football player. And we have Laz Simpson <laughs> on the field. It's been a long yes.
2: time since we've seen Laz Simpson. <laughs>
1: Love this for us. That reminds me of Best Man Holiday. And the only reason I bring this up is because... Have you seen it? The the
2: TV yeah, show it's that been did? Oh, no. Oh, you're talking about the...
1: Um... What's it called? Yeah. Uh, Best Best Man, But It's TV Show? I don't know the name. Oh, wait, but they had Yes, uh, yes, you're right. Go ahead. They had Morris Chestnut's 45-year-old self returning to the NFL as a running back. And everybody was like, what?
2: <laughs> Man, enough people didn't talk about that because I definitely have not watched it. It's on my cue. But yeah, that's... That should have been trending. I did not see that.
1: That's a plot hole. Like, come on, now he could maybe come back as a quarterback. Like, try to do a Tom Brady. No, but a run- kicker. You can't do nothing leg. at forty-five.
2: You can't do nothing at forty-five <laughs> in the league. Not off that long. You got to be. You got to come right back. You got to come right, <laughs> right
1: back. He, he got to come back as a water boy. I you mean, know? that's still like, training
2: in the summer. Being like, I think I changed my mind. That's not taking six, eight seasons, a decade off, and then coming back and be like, I still got it.
1: And they tried to make it like, oh, he looks great out there. And look, this is not ageist, okay? This is just what happens to your body and you definitely can't go back to the NFL at 45. I was very confused. <laughs> but we just let it rock, okay? Because nostalgia. It was tasty. So, Laz Simpson says, I'm a wedding photographer in Utica, New York. Last week, I received a message from a bride whose wedding I second shot last summer, meaning I work freelance for another photographer. The photographer who was the primary photographer or photography vendor for this woman is refusing to give her her wedding photos. Now, I picked this because I've heard of fake wedding photographers who are like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, give me my deposit and then I'm going to pull up on your special day and I'm going to flick it up. We're going to get photos of everything. Your your something borrowed, your something new, your something blue. Hell, we get your toes, we get your ankle bracelet, like whatever you want. Yeah, and then they just don't come. Oh,
2: didn't even show up.
1: Yes, like that's the normal scam that I've heard of. But I've never heard of somebody coming to the wedding, taking all the photos, and then be like, you can't have them.
2: See, I have heard that, though.
1: You have? Are you married?
2: No. Oh. Okay. I've seen that twice. Like, never really? got the photos. Showed up, ate.
1: <laughs> Definitely ate.
2: Good. ate. Had a meal, danced, open bar, drank, no photos. No photos. No. Been there
1: for them. I feel like I would know. I wasn't getting photos if the wedding photographer is over here having a full plate, you know, a, a, a fish or a chicken option and they're drinking at the bar. Bro, you are at work. You're supposed to be taking photos of people. What you mean you over here? Let me get three shots of Cosmigos. You are the wedding photographer.
2: Just wearing three cameras, but not shooting none of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just in costume in <laughs> just co- you see the wedding photographer doing the electric slide bro you supposed to be taking pictures of that what are you doing he
2: got a piece of asparagus he got a spear in one hand and then he just like "No, got you
1: got him right i do not want to see the wedding <laughs> photographer at the bouquet toss like let me get, i want to get married let next me, so you're not supposed to be a there. part of this <laughs> you weren't supposed to be on the periphery we shouldn't really notice you you should be taking photos of our happy moment not you all in it that's too much
2: but like that's it's better now because at least you know people you know got photos. If somebody scammed, you. like fifteen yeah, years ago, everyone, if they did that shit, then you you just you out of there. Unless you got a, a like the mm-hmm. like
1: you got that. a oh a Kodak or the, mm-hmm. the um, I love that we don't even the, know what it's called. Yeah, the disposable. Oh, disposable. Mm-hmm. We're millennials. We know you know disposables, but. <laughs> Honestly, you gotta get divorced if you don't have no footage from your wedding. What are you gonna look back on when you're like, oh, he left this dirty draws in the bathroom again? Like, what are you gonna reminisce on to keep you in love if now, you don't have those photos? Because
2: you gotta, ha- you gotta have that photo on. Like, w- even when you're mad, you gotta, you gotta walk past it to be like, this why I'm in it. Mm-hmm. This why I'm in it. This why I'm in it. Remember, but like, remember the that's, good time. But that's the thing. Like, you gotta before they leave, you hire a photographer. Before they leave, be like, give me a copy of the raw images before you leave. Before you start touching up, so at least I got a backup.
1: Right, because you can send them to anybody to get them touched up. Let this be a lesson, because the wedding photographer—this is not the first time I've heard of wedding photography scams. It's the first time I've heard of the, them doing the job, but then just saying you can't have it, which is wild. That's crazy. It's like getting in an Uber and, and like you're like, oh, it's right here, and they're like, no, nah, I'm gonna keep driving. I'm gonna ke- oh, me out.
2: I need to run by the house real quick, <laughs> man. We are not going by your house. We are not, <laughs> not going to your house. Take two
1: seconds. I'm going to stop at in and out because I got to get some food for my kids. And then I'm going to drop it off at the house. And then I'm going I'm to s- swerve back. I'm going to flip a picture to get you over there. What? All right. I
2: will, I'll admit this. I worked at a drugstore in high school. And me and the dude that worked the photo department had a scam going where we would do. do I told you I didn't always live this life.
1: And I love this for you.
2: I didn't, I didn't, always, I didn't always live this, you know, very stable, above-board life. You know, like, especially like when you come in and bring your little camera rolls, right? For a mm-hmm. wedding, people bring them in. I mean, they got 8, 10, 20 rolls. And then so we'd already go, all right, we're going to print these free. We'll take out all the dummy, all the bad ones. And then all the good ones we'll throw in there. And it'd be like, I don't know, three, $400 worth of photos. And we straight up just go, look, man, come back 7 o'clock on Sunday. We got all your photos. Go pick out some frames, bring them up here. We put a whole box together. And then give us 250 cash, and then you get all the shit you want.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's scamming big corporations. They've been scamming us. I'm not mad. Yeah,
2: I I don't take from, I'm Robin Hood. We don't take from the little guys.
1: I love that. That's what we're all about on this podcast. I also love like seeing Hustle Man at the 24 hour photo like, hey, man, just seven o'clock, come back, have cash, be discreet. After Ben was gone. Put it in a picture frame. Put it in the picture frame, <laughs> b- right b- below the eight by ten with the white people and they dog. Put it in there, and it slide it over.
2: We was out here <laughs> getting them cash, cash.
1: Cause those photos are not worth what they're charging for them anyway. They so not. everybody wins.
2: They not high gloss. They you got a gone? discount. That's actually when I've seen my <laughs> first. Uh, when I was working in the photo department, that's when I seen my first uh, new selfies. <laughs>
1: See, that's what I always thought about. And I saw there's like a movie, maybe it's 24 hour photo or something like that, where they do develop. Like, why? y'all were bold back in the day. Like, y'all wanted news so bad before smartphones that you were like, I got to get these developed and then put them in the mail. Not mail news. <laughs> got <a>
2: story storebacks. <laughs> like, too. y'all got
1: stamps. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> but I made mean, for, like, it, but you'd be like, you 15, 16 working at this drugstore. So you, and then when the person that come pick them up, you'd be like, here you go. Ma'am, here, ma'am, here you go.
1: <laughs> also, taking news on a disposable camera is hilarious to me because you have no idea if you really got the shot. Like if you're doing it on your cell phone, you can look and be like, oh, let me turn my body to the left or whatever. But if you're doing on a disposable camera, you don't even know what you took. That's until like waiting you develop on
2: results. <laughs> <laughs> That's like waiting on the real results. You like, I gotta wait five days. <laughs>
1: To see if my nudes go clear. <laughs> and then I gotta take my nudes to USPS.
2: You ever no. got nudes, you ever got nudes, you ever got nudes in the mail?
1: I have not received any nudes in the mail. No, I have okay. not. Have you?
2: Well, one one out of two of us has, yeah.
1: <laughs> one out of two. Y'all have to do the math and <laughs> figure it out who who it is. But so, oh God. So were they in like a regular letter? Was it FedEx? Were Photo are like, yeah. Wow. With the sticky that's pages?
2: Art. With the sticky pages. Where you put them, it was captioned. With like a written caption,
1: caption. That's a coffee table book.
2: Oh, it was straight up blue. It was blue with the gold trim, and it was it was like you could flip through it and went from uh, it went from clothed to butt naked.
1: Wow! And there's some intrigue to it because it's like we starting with the clothes on and I mean, then slowly that's that's art.
2: Very good storytelling.
1: <laughs> Love that for her. Love that for her. What the dedication, okay? Love oh, arts that. and crafts. Arts and crafts. <laughs> right. She got some star stickers in there. It was yarn. It was a little yarn around the titties on one.
2: You bullshit. That's what it looked like. It was all kind of stuff in there. <laughs> the effort was real.
1: Going to Joanne's Fabrics to send news is <laughs> wild. That's uh. wild. <laughs> She was like, "Wait, where do y'all keep the photo albums?" Okay, great. And then where is the glitter glue? Thank you so much. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild tone. You really, you really got them out here. I love that for you. I used to
2: live a life. That's my old me. Listen,
1: delivered, delivered. Well, we all have a past, and I, I love it. So. The photo- the primary photographer was refusing to give the wedding photos. After two weeks of correspondence with the bride, we found that there are 16, in all caps, brides that she knows of who have not received their wedding photos, dating back to 2019. The brides who do get their photos back had to fight tooth and nail, and even then only got about 40 preview shots. So there were some brides who popped the trunk on the photographer and were like, w- listen, <laughs> aluminum bats are very cheap online, and w- we come in."
2: You got to pull up. You got to pull up on them. You got to pull up on them.
1: You got a bridezilla.
2: I mean, like that's probably somebody. You probably had to contact somebody else who's about to have a wedding, who they just hired to pull up on somebody else's wedding. That's not at the gas station. You pull up at somebody else's wedding. Yes. You ruined somebody' wedding trying to get your photos.
1: I feel like they were probably stalking this person. They go to the the place of business, the studio, and then they follow them to the gas station. <laughs> and when they got the pump in the car. <laughs> They like, bitch. They w wa- they sitting there with a match, like, Let's- I'ma light this whole bitch on fire if you don't give me my nuptial photos. That's
2: like that. Um, right now. What's that uh, uh, Gerard Butler movie where like the police wouldn't do nothing, so he's like, I'm gonna go find it myself. Like you try to call, and he's like, I'm gonna just am ta- I'ma take matters into my own hands. And then you just going out, you become somebody that you not even like, you didn't even think you was gonna be this person. You kicking mm-hmm. down doors, where my fucking photos? Everybody on the ground.
1: And somebody get the USB drive
2: <laughs> right now. <laughs> Where your SIM cards, motherfucker? Like you, you just, <laughs> <laughs> just
1: taking all of them. So, Last Simpson says I'm in a group with about five brides uh, at the moment, and they have a similar story. The clients wait the time stated in the contract before they start asking for their photos, and then they start reaching out for an ETA. She continues to put. A- put it off, making various excuses, such as she's busy with high-profile magazine shoots, a brand-new studio, her kids, and sudden myst- mysterious medical issues. So she was like, I'm sick. Also, I'm shooting for Vogue. Uh, also, I got uh, babies, and, and so I can't give you your phone. What? None of these excuses, like...
2: I got a question. I got a
0: question.
1: Do you
2: think that this person, this photographer, let's say, let's, let's start at the beginning. Wedding number one. I have a question about this. Not the first wedding in the story, but this photographer's first wedding. Do you think this person happened upon a camera and was like, ooh, I'm going to shoot weddings? Right? And then throughout these weddings, it wasn't that they didn't have the photos. Is that they was all bullshit. These photos are trash. They don't know how to use this camera. Lighting is bad. So really, you taking the money? Yes, it's still a scam, but also they just a trash ass photographer.
1: And the streak, the streaks all across all the photos. Everybody eyes red. So they
2: just practicing from wedding to wedding until they get better. Then she she gonna actually sell it.
1: It's giving. I don't know how to do Photoshop because blurry. The, the photographer is supposed to edit the photos, so that maybe they're blurry, out of focus, and also there she can't edit them.
2: You can't, you can't practice on game night though. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta just get, No. you gotta have a friend put on a dress and go to a park and be like, let me, let me figure this out for you. But you can't be practicing at my wedding.
1: Right. There's certain things that I don't want to be the first time that you did it. Like I'm going into surgery and you like, this is my first one. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I
2: don't want no first time pilots. I don't want no first time dentists. I don't want no first time photographers.
1: Nope. Yeah, there's just certain things. Oh, definitely not first time dentist. Woo, I've been there. I still am beefing with the dentist that I went to at 16, who I told her I wasn't numb enough. And then she drilled into my nerve. And i like, have you ever had tears shoot out of your eyes involuntarily? Because that's what happened to me. I feel like dentists are a scam. I feel like they invented rock candy because that shit looks pretty, but it tastes <laughs> disgusting and it fucks up your teeth. I feel like they're into big rock candy and I'm not fucking with it. Sorry to the DDSs out there. I found me a good one finally, but I had one that scammed me. And then, even okay, he's, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I need a visual. What
2: What tooth was it?
1: Um, so this is a different dentist, but the, the other one was in my molar, but this, I've had a lot of bad dentist experience, but this one, I went to his office and he had Balenciaga pillows. He was playing Bad Bunny on the TV screen because I only go to dentists in expensive areas because I'm like, you got to make rent, which means you can't fuck me up. So you got to be a good dentist.
2: Nobody that has sales. No, no. discounts. I no, want no price charging me extra. Go ahead.
1: I'm, I'm I'm with you. No two for one root canals.
2: Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm.
1: no, no, no. <laughs> Buy one, get one free molar. No, no, no. Nah, nah, no, thank you. No, nah. He was so mean to me. I remember he was like, oh, my God, your teeth are in such a bad shape and da 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 -da, because I had waited through the pandemic because, like, okay, it's a pandemic. Like, the last place I want to go is someplace where y'all gonna be in my mouth, like, breathing the COVID (laughs) into my tonsils. Why would I do that? Absolutely not. So when I went, I had like some cavities and he was like, wow, this is like, he was just talking to the hygienist and I'm like, nigga, I'm here. And he's like, oh, this is so bad. Oh, duh, 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 duh. And even the way he pulled my tooth, I had to have another tooth, my wisdom teeth, I still had them, but I had to get them pulled. He pulled one of them. And why did this man brace himself? He put one foot on the chair and then like was yanking real hard. And I was like, oh, I'm at a prison dentist. And I thought because of the Balenciaga pillows and the bad bunny on the flat screen and all white that I was at a fancy dentist. Tell me why this man died. And I had already moved on to another dentist, but this was a few months after I moved on from him. He died and I got an email saying like, oh, he died. But also, y'all can keep y'all appointments because we're going to keep the the dentistry place open because that's what he would have wanted. This man was not sick. He died suddenly. What do you mean that's what he would have wanted? He was sick. (laughs) (laughs) Also, to put all that in one email, like, you couldn't give us one email that was like, y'all, terrible news. He died. And then another one, like, y'all can keep y'all appointments. It was just like a blurb. Like, okay, so he died. But... Hold on, <laughs> y'all still coming for y'all cleaning? <laughs> I was like, "Excuse me."
2: You can pay your respects by keeping your appointment and showing up Tuesday the fifteenth when you said you was gonna be here. Your copay is the same. We'll see y'all there. RIP. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sign an email. RIP. <laughs> Not you can honor him by still coming to your appointment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what they were saying uh, i was like this is insane
2: yo what's crazy like i've never met anybody else i've never met anybody else that who had that same experience because that shit happened to me years ago too one of my dad my dad's an engineer one of my dad's clients i didn't have dental insurance at the time so one of my dad's clients was like oh i got him i hook him up just telling him to bring like 80 dollars cash this dude numbed the tooth the wrong tooth and started cutting a different tooth oh
1: no so now
2: he's slicing and i had like an impact tooth or molar whatever it's called and same thing mm-hmm. when you said leg i re i felt that i refelt that leg because he threw that leg up like lisa from temecula in that um snl skit <laughs> put it on the no, chair and he no. i mean he get i mean he getting in there i mean he just like crack trying to crack it and i'm like i don't think you a dentist <laughs> mm-hmm. i think you removed teeth I but i don't think you a dentist i don't think this is don't what think you it's do supposed for to him. go
1: like that Mm-mm. I think they just be giving anybody a DDS because then when I went back to my good dentist, because I lost him, I didn't know where he was for a while. And when I went back to him, I had (laughs) that's another story. I'm (laughs) gonna do all that. But they I had to get another wisdom tooth pulled. They numbed me, they did some little thing. And like when I tell you it was just like the easiest, like painless, no bracing yourself procedure. And I told them, I was like, Wait, I, th- I thought y'all was going to have to put the leg on the chair and yank it. And the dentist looked at me horrified. And I was like, yeah, that's what so-and-so did. And I guess the dental girls know each other in that neighborhood. And he made this face like, ooh, yeah, can't, no, can't you bleed. shouldn't have been going.
2: Can't believe. You, know, uh, you know that dentist used to be a wedding photographer?
1: you like, what? <laughs> 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 truly, <laughs> truly. So to end this, so we can get on to the story, could we? <laughs> last Simpson says these brides have seen it all. The photographer has called one bride screaming in the middle of the night, called her new in-laws who have nothing to do with the negotiations and made threat after threat after threat. She states that she's going to archive photos and refund them. However, none of the brides have received a refund to add insult to injury. This photographer posts herself daily dancing around in lingerie in her new studio, bragging about all the new clients she taking on One bride states that she now lives in fear of the woman. Her dad has potentially cancerous tumor, and all she wants to do is share the wedding photos of him walking down the aisle. Oh, no. Oh. And then not only is this photographer receiving a minimum of $3,000 from each of the brides and not delivering the photos, but she's also robbing them of their precious memories that are meant to hold on happiness their entire lives and turning it into a living nightmare. Wow. Damn. I Damn. Damn. You hit me at the end, last because uh, memories are important to people. And, and to take away people's memories, especially ones like that, where you don't know how much time you have left with the person, yeah. like, that's sick as fuck. Also, you calling people and, and threatening them? You being Debo about photos that they paid for?
2: What? And then I got to watch you online enjoy yourself?
1: <laughs> that's really the lick. I, I, that's what... That's... Like... I, You're that's doing like... TikToks? Why you... I
2: can't... Look, if I lend you money, I better not see you on vacation. Like, it's... That is... That's so disrespectful.
1: Yeah. Honestly, if I lend you money, I better not see you at Starbucks buying a coffee. I'm going to be like, oh, oh, you got money for for a flat white, but you can't pay me back? What's going lunch.
2: on? If I see you, you better have made that yourself. You better have Truly. made that yourself. I know nothing that came with a receipt that you did to tur- turn an oven on for. Like, that shit better be homemade. I... They're my groceries.
1: And and is and are. Also, you need to really cosplay as like the most down bad. I better not see you in a cute fit. You better wear burlap sacks on the gram until you pay me back. Okay? You better look like a 1920s pickpocket. For real. Until I get my money back.
0: For
2: oh, I am, man. Last getting me to I am I am upset. I am I'm am not happy.
1: I don't want to see you at no restaurants not even applebee's not even for the two for 22 no you don't have 22 till so you pay me back
2: if i'm running to you 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 better have a camera with you and a laptop you better be editing i'm so far behind i'm so far behind girl i got you as soon as i can like i will as soon as i can get to you i will like you better be you better be stressed baby in one arm laptop camera slung <laughs> around i mean you better be typing you got a you got an old school mouse you, look, you better be...
1: Constantly sweating.
2: Oh, my God. Down I'm bad. I'm hot
1: uh but this is you know y'all you have to bet your photographers i know wedding wedding when you put wedding on anything it's a scam we've said that a million times on this podcast y'all better tell them y'all having a love party and and so you can get the price down but bet your photographers if you find a photographer you like go online see if they have go on facebook search their name on the internet make sure that they because the girls will talk when they've been wronged so twitter facebook instagram oh look yes up they will their girls
2: will talk when they have been wrong just then that applies for a lot not just wedding but but go ahead.
1: Oh, men too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, sometimes. Have you seen all these podcasts with the men? <laughs> and I don't even think they were wronged. <laughs> we we need to stop selling mics to cisgendered men until we figure out what the hell is going on because y'all don't need microphones. Tone, you good, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of your counterparts I mean, up who I've, do I've not gotten, need I've equipment. Better. I've
2: gotten better. I've gotten better. If you
1: say females on the regular, you do not need podcasting equipment. That's difficult like, that depending, depending on should be where you're from. question.
2: That's, I'm Mm-mm, from Atlanta. That should be it took a me question long, at the store. It, it took me a long time to stop saying females because I'm from Atlanta and that's just how we talk, but I've gotten better.
1: <laughs> and I love that for you. You don't scam. You don't say females. What a glow up. Uh,
2: I Thank you. I, we're my gold star. Gold star for
1: Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements and we will be right back with historic Hoodwinks.
0: Robbery! Back in the 90s,
2: Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like. Who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Ooh, do you feel that in the air? It's like white cream. Are you kidding me? It's giving rich, okay? Quince is that girl. Y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time. Get into it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns. quince.com slash goddess. Fraud. And we are back for Historic Hoodwings, my favorite part of the podcast. I will regale Tone with a famous con caper group of criminals we don't know yet. We're going to see, you, just like you. Uh, I do have a note at the top because you know we don't scam journalists. This story is primarily researched from Jeff Myshaw's New York article Donald Trump and the sweepstakes Scammers. Content warning there is a mention of substance abuse. All right, so we're going back to the 80s, which that makes sense for a mention of substance abuse because apparently everyone was on cocaine. <laughs> so in the 1980s, sweet sticks <laughs> were the craze. <laughs> right, before they start putting fentanyl in it. And I would have tried it in the like, 80s.
2: This, this, this day, I can't try it. If I, if I was growing in the 80s, I might have given it a shot.
1: One of my favorite jokes in Black Monday, which I waited too long to watch, shout out to Yasser Lester,
2: is yes, somebody yes, comes yes. into
1: the office... It's all about like Wall Street people, which are notorious for doing cocaine to this day. Someone comes in the office uh, who does the drug dealing. And he's like, hey, y'all, I got a new drug. It's called crack. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, that sounds dope. Let me, two cracks, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so new people don't know how to order that shit yet?
1: <laughs> no, because it's hot on the streets and when you think about it that's the risk you're taking with every drug you've never taken before you know people are like oh I popped a Molly or whatever but like yeah you would be like two cracks I got a story that I probably should not tell on this
2: podcast I'll tell you afterwards oh my god okay and this is is recent
0: okay go ahead
1: Oh, okay. I can't wait. So in the (laughs) 1980s, sweepstakes were the craze and almost every major company, and they all participated in them. Thousands entered competitions hoping to win fabulous prizes, but unbeknownst to all but a few, these competitions were impossible to win thanks to the seedy man that made them. Ooh, so this brings me back to one of our first scams, the McDonald's scam, Mm. uh, where homie was just stealing all the game pieces. I watched that one. Okay, so who... Yes, love it. I... I didn't love McMillions just because it was such propaganda. I was like, I want to see, you know, more of homie. Like, I don't want to see y'all being like, we went through his trash. (laughs) Like, I want to see what he was doing with the money. So during the 1960s, when Chuck Seidman was a teenager, his father, Jack Seidman, ran his own promotions business in Philadelphia. Okay, Philly, yes. I know the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. (laughs) I'm a Cowboys fan. So... After finishing his service in World War II, Jack developed and patented one of the first rub-off lottery games, using gold leaf to conceal the prize underneath. Now, I love a scratch-off. They call it a rub-off, but that's a scratch-off.
2: Rub-off was hilarious. But yeah, they had to turn, they had to change that name. Go ahead.
1: I got scratch-offs in my house right now because that was me and my grandma's thing. we go down to the corner store and get scratch-offs. And I don't know. Every now and then, I got to do it. Oh, Connection. yeah. Connection. Okay, so we're looking at the scratch-off right now. This okay. This is the OG. It's a spot of gold, cash dividends. Everybody wins. Cash okay, at the cards. fair, I love this. This would have got, got me. I love this because I, it would have got me. I would have picked up how much five ten. I'm gonna be a millionaire. So, and I love that on this ticket, it doesn't say how much you could possibly win. Because now scratchers are like, you could win up to a million dollars or whatever. Right. This just says cash dividends. <laughs> it Doesn't tell you how much. You don't know what your investment could, you know, return. They're just like money you could get.
2: I wish they did. I I, I wish they did. uh, Right now, I could fall for like a spectrum scratch off. I'd go in and like have a bill paid. Verizon. (laughs) Buy buy some Verizon. Yeah, for companies. Yo, you ain't got to pay the bill this month. I'll give you extra 10 to see if I can win a free month.
1: Right. Don't give them any ideas. They already taken all our money from us. You know, if we went into Verizon, at t any of those, and they were like, scratch off and you can win a new iPhone, nobody would ever win oh, the, right. the, the most You're right. you would get.
0: is a <laughs> case. like, you
1: got a pop socket. <laughs> 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 I don't think they ever give us a case. <laughs> you get a cleaning rag. Congratulations. <laughs> now pay for that phone like you was meant to. Where my money? Is. So his company, right? and They want their money on time. His company, Spot O Gold, was one of the first to create such games, and soon took over the market through offering rub offs in convenience stores and grocery stores. I'm I want to call them str- scratch offs from here on out because rub offs is giving me um it sounds nasty.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's doing a good job for me. But go ahead, I understand why you changed. <laughs>
1: Rub me off. No, I don't want to rub nothing. No. So his son Chuck was a serial high school dropout. How are you a serial high school dropout? I feel like you drop out and then that's, you drop out. So he's just coming back. Okay. And he was a teenage drug addict. According to adult Chuck, I was in seven detoxes and none of them worked. the That 70? solution was to hire seven. Seven. No, that's still 70. a lot.
2: That's, that's
1: still a lot. Yeah, that's still a lot. But I think it's kind of one of those things of like, if you want it, to do it then it works but if somebody ships you in there and you're not ready mm-hmm. then it's not gonna work and that's a scam of rehabilitation centers i think they be hoping for repeat customers hell yeah that's
2: like it's like a gym i hope you get fat again it's
1: not a gym <laughs> it's like our planet fitness be serving pizza like what are you doing <laughs> that that is the antithesis of why we're here I mean, eat what you want. This is not shaming. Like I love food. I love. It's not shaming it, but it's just interesting to be like, oh, I just got a great workout, and they're like, yeah. Would you like a tub of lard before you leave? What? (laughs)
2: This how they. This how they should get you. The gym is free, but parking is like twelve dollars a day.
1: Love that, but it's got to be automatically charged because you know gym memberships are a scam. Like they used to make you write hand like letters and mail them in to try to get out of your gym membership because and they they know and and I think some places still do.
2: We not gonna write no letter. Mm-hmm. i am not writing an essay i'd rather pay you $40. i'm not going to
1: usps i'm
2: not doing it. a letter
1: but nowadays you just got to pull up in person like the brides you got to pull up and be like if you don't take me out of this membership i will fight everybody in this gym because <laughs> during covid my gym membership they were trying to still charge and i was like girl we can't even go over there like what is we doing the- like no no we gonna, gonna, we like, yeah, we gonna add you can... months
2: on till later no no you're not
1: no you're not they're like, we got an online app. No, that's not the same. I can go on YouTube. Give me my money but we right got, now But we got to some towels.
2: Shut up and give me my money back. <laughs> don't give a damn about these we new towels. We
1: eucalyptus on them. <laughs> Come on now. You don't want your, your sinus path to be cleared up. Come on now. We giving in, out in locks the for the lockers. Not we, giving right
2: now. Out, we giving out <laughs> locks for the lockers. Who giving out <laughs> locks though?
1: And also, gyms make it like a breakup, like a romantic breakup. When you're like, hey, I don't want to come here anymore. They're like, why not? What do we do? And it's like, bitch, I said I don't want to come here no more. Let's get to the termination process. They're like, no, but let's talk first. Come in my office. No, bitch. Like they don't. Cancel. Stop.
2: They closure method is trash. Like we broke up. That's it. It is what it is. One of us ain't happy. I gotta go. It don't take both of us to 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 break up. They only take one.
1: They're like, this is a mutual relationship. No, Isn't
2: no. it they... go one way.
1: I didn't... I... And get I'm these towels out of here.
2: Quit putting these goddamn <laughs> towels on me.
1: <laughs> Come on, feel how soft they are. We got fabric softener now. Stop it. Stop Listen, it. Give it. T- give it two more weeks. No, I don't want... And then want we t- try to contact them again.
2: <laughs> you look at I got how somewhere about to go. This?
1: We give you a free smoothie. <laughs> Literally. And they know. They make it so arduous on purpose. So... We're talking about Chuck, right? Chuck says he went to seven <laughs> detoxes. So, Jack, his daddy, Jack's solution was to hire Chuck's friend, Stephen Gross, to work at Spot of Gold in the hopes to keep Chuck off meth. Okay. What? He's on meth. So, yeah. So, but according to Steve, meth is one of those drugs, and this is no shade to addicts or anybody, but meth is one of those drugs that if somebody was like, hey, come over, I got so much meth, I'd be like, uh, no, I'm I'm okay. Like, I just did no if people meth without like, hey, that. I was at the crib or. Or weed, yeah. But, like, if you say meth or crack, I'm like, mm, no, nah, I'm actually... I, I didn't kind.
2: know meth was out that long. I, I, so, wait, hold on. So, Jack is the dad.
1: Mm-hmm. and then the Chuck s- is the son. Chuck is the um, son. And
2: then Steve mm-hmm. came over to work with dad. to. So, the son... To
1: get Chuck off meth. Right. Yeah. You got it. It's, it's still confusing, but you got it. That's okay. it. So, but according to Steven, who's the friend... That was impossible. Chuck was this kind of narcissistic personality. You couldn't tell him what to do. At 16, Stephen had already began to make a name for himself in the company's development department, even successfully pitching Baskin Robbins' Cone O' Gold campaign. So you predicted this tone. So now Baskin Robbins has gotten into the like, we gonna do scratch-offs, y'all come in here and maybe you'll get one of these 31 flavors for free.
2: Boom. Boom. I told you I used that to will do this. in the door. I used to do this.
1: You know it. Oh, love, love that you're here. So at the same time, <laughs> Chuck discovered that he could take advantage of working at Spotted Gold and steal tons of $2 lottery cards normally delivered in secure trucks. Wow, so now he's stealing from his daddy. That's very disrespectful. Oh, so Chuck won tons of cash, most of which he spent at the Atlantic City Boardwalk, which, you know, used to be popping before it died and then all the casinos. What were do you do with stolen elderly. money?
2: You try to make more stolen money.
1: Flip it. Flip Why? it. That sounds like a business to me. Also, normally when you work for a company that does sweepstakes or anything like that, you're not allowed to, to play. Like, cash in. You ain't allowed to play. So as young adults, Steven and Chuck parted ways as Steven went on to go to college and sell lingerie and later cars. Okay, Steven. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: Chuck fell deeper into his addictions to the point where a local restaurant to whom he was indebted to for his cocaine blackmailed him into stealing a win a gold, spot a gold game ticket. So a restaurant that was also selling cocaine. Which that, is I not mean, I was hoping I want- you was
2: going to come back to this because I have never gone to a restaurant for cocaine. I've never gone really anywhere for I, cocaine but definitely at a restaurant.
1: <laughs> I worked at a restaurant that sold cocaine and I can't get specific <laughs> cuz you will figure out what it is. But the servers were selling cocaine. Now, yeah, they'd be like, "Would you like the branzino? Also an eight ball?" Like I've been at places where this happens.
2: The, the, I, the, I I I pick up what you put down.
1: Yes. So in 1984 Jack paid off $60,000 in drug debt for Chuck, now 33. So Jack slid in even though Chuck was trying to steal these spotted golds to pay off the coke uh man at um Arby's and his daddy pulled up and paid for him Chuck is 33 at this point but he's you know it's his son he's trying to take care of him however Chuck's continual mistakes created enough tension in the relationship that they got into a fist fight which prompted Chuck to break off ties with his father and begin his own sweepstakes company with Steve so Steve is back I was wondering what we were talking about I
2: mean I mean how I mean Steve out here you'd rather partner with a crackhead than a dude who who got $60 worth of bail
1: you're selling Savage fancy and, and, and cars why, why are you partnering with this man who trust, you know You also can't trust somebody
2: dropped out of school as many times. But, you know, it's the 60s. Yeah, right. It's,
1: or the 80s. Oh, this, we in so the 80s they now. yeah Okay, okay. We've been in the 80s. So they named the company CB Sidman Marketing Group, or CBS, in the hopes that the television network would sue them and earn them more publicity. So they intentionally did copyright infringement so that they could hopefully get in the papers. And honestly, what an influencer move for the 80s. What a publicity style. I'm
2: not mad mad at them at all for this. I am not.
1: I love it. They said, we're going to court and we're going to serve fits. We're going to make sure the paparazzi's there and we're going to get our bag. So slowly, Chuck began stealing (laughs) his father's clients one by one for himself.
2: I'm sorry, I got to say this. That's probably how meth started out is like crack two. And then Crack sued meth because it was called Crack 2. And they like, for copyright infringement, they like, y'all need to come up with a new name. It's like, but Crack 2 is pretty good. It's like, well, fuck meth. We meth now. But now meth already on the map because they decided to come after Crack. All right, go ahead.
1: Crack is Kirkland brand meth. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Cheerios, y'all in circle weeks. Yes. I kind of love it. So, his specialty was creating elaborate prizes such as convincing a dog food company to give away luxury vacation to not just one winner, but 49 of their friends and family. What? Chuck expanded CBS by opening... That seems like a sweepstakes that's too good to be true. Also, I don't think of 49 friends and family that I would want to bring on vacation. Yeah. Like, maybe 12. 49?
2: 49? Mm-hmm. That's not like cheap.
1: Also, what an obscure number. Why not 50?
2: What? <laughs> well, I guess you got to go. Are you 50? You you you're one in the 49. Nobody,
1: it's, it's giving 9.99 <laughs> But did
2: nobody have 50 friends back then?
1: No. No. We, we a don't generation we're like man. Yeah. We got acquaintances, we don't got 50 friends. Not that all so can Chuck hang out together. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, right. Without messing up the vibe. The vibe
2: is going to be off. I mean, everybody got different circles, you know what I mean? Also
1: a vacation, maybe a party, but a vacation? Mm-mm, mm-mm, that's mm-mm, mm-mm. secluded. Mm-mm. It's going to be too many people there fucking up the vibe. It's going to turn into, like, Bad Girls Club. What, what are we talking about? Yes. So Chuck expanded CBS by opening an arm of the company to handle mail-in promotions, a department run by two teenagers he had met in a parking lot. Mm. <laughs> Great job. Great job. Yeah, I want to make some money. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got a part-time job from the parking lot. I'm not taking no jobs from the parking lot. No, but they're teens. Mail
2: openers? Is that what you
1: they got? Work, yeah, they're working.
0: Mm, and, you know, mm,
1: teens, mm. like, the whole reason that they have a lower employment rate is so that, you know, they can give kids, like, the smallest amount of money so that they can buy this, you know, kid shit.
2: And liability. If they get in trouble, they ain't going to prison.
1: <laughs> Facts. <laughs> So the teens were Timothy and Lewis, uh, and they were convinced to work for pennies. Just they sound like
2: trouble. Listen to that again, Timothy and Lewis. They sound like some assholes. They
1: do. Timothy and Lewis were probably in the parking lot trying to check doors to see if any were unlocked, so they could steal <laughs> goods at the glove compartment. And they're like, "Y'all want a legit job?"
2: He was probably stealing people' mail out of their cars or something. He was like, "Do I have a job for you? You want you want." A- <laughs>
1: That's recruitment. Okay, Chuck. You, you... Let me see you open it. Like so they didn't have LinkedIn, I guess. So he had, to, he had to go to the parking lot to see who was down to do crime. <laughs> now that they ran the show, Stephen and Chuck realized they could sneak more prizes from the sweepstakes by rigging the competition and picking their own winner. The first win was 10 supermarket sweep tricks to Toys R Us from a Royal Desserts Company. So it's like a competition from Royal Desserts. And they're like, if y'all buy these desserts, y'all bring these scratch-offs, like y'all could win a trip to Toys R Us, which I guess is only really appealing to parents.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So at the time, no one seemed to be breaking any enforceable law. In order to create an appearance of wealth, Chuck and Steve, who had much better credit, <laughs> Steve had much better credit than Chuck. They purchased three limos to ride to meetings, in addition, a BMW and a luxury Cadillac. So they were giving the vibes of rich when they pulled the... They pulling up to the Burger King in a limo. I'm laughing. Saru, I'm now. laughing
2: because Steve, of course, had better credit than Chuck because Chuck buy all his shit cash. Chuck don't make no credit purchases. Chuck all cash. <laughs> right. He all cash.
1: Like, Now, if we were talking street cred, Chuck would have better credit because he's been out here with the mob. Absolutely. Buying his
2: drug. He been alive this long. he's good for it.
1: Honestly, I think street cred should be a part of credit. Credit's already a scam. I should be able to get five references that I paid back (laughs) to get a home loan. I Uh, don't understand why that's not a thing.
2: I mean, it's not like a website. We need to, Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. The new credit. Homie credit. Yo.
2: Street cred. (laughs) All people they know. We need that. We need that. Street cred. Yeah.
1: Yes. So at the same time, his father's business was failing between the loss of clients and the introduction of Scratch Off, uh, which was a patent of Jack's Rub-Off, which made his business obsolete. Now, I'm gonna say, Jack, I'm sorry. I did not love Rub-Off. I wish that you had thought of Scratch Off. It's just sexier. And I hate that somebody got up under you and stole that from you. That's not right. They did crack two to you. We don't like that. We don't like that. I mean, you know, we hate that for us. It,
2: I mean, you know, maybe Jack. He should. He should have transitioned early. But like, maybe, maybe you know. Mm. I mean, his name. He's was.
1: He's the blockbuster of scratch off. His
2: also his name Damn. is also Jack, and his product was a rub off. I'm gonna sit that right there. I'm just gonna no. leave that right there
1: oh. and say he was trying oh, to I didn't do even a put thing. That together. I
2: just put it together. I know, and it's sticky when you think about it. So I will move on. Wow. I know. Wow! This is not what you get in my comedy <laughs> shows. I promise you, but but Stop. but this but people listening understand what I just said. That that wasn't too bad. That was. I too bad.
1: think we got it. Oh wow! <laughs> Wowzers. <laughs> So, Jack and Chuck remained unreconciled while Jack died of a heart attack in May of 1986. I'm sure he was so stressed because his business got stolen, his son stole his business. Damn, I feel bad for Jack. Mm. With his father's death, CBS took Spot of Gold and its remaining clients. Damn! Mm. Chuck, you ain't right. By this point, the sweepstakes industry was now a billion-dollar industry that nearly every top brand seemed to participate in. But with the increase of success came increase of Chuck's substance abuse. So they're living high. He's full of Wall Street, and it's not good. So according to him, I was on 10 Valium pills or Xanax pills a day and several tranquilizers. So he's moved on from the uppers to very, very down. Yeah. His wife, Susan, became so frustrated that she called Wait, a hypnotist a wife? named James. Yeah, oh, no, no. you know men can get wives. Oh, oh. You, you know straight men, you don't got to be shit to get a wife.
2: I mean, because kids do be having chicks, though. I mean, that's just, we see it. I don't even know why I'm These surprised. I don't even know why I'm surprised.
1: So his wife, Susan, became so frustrated that she called this hypnotist, right? James Parker, in hopes that he could fix her husband. James Parker. So James has studied hypnosis since his first witness at a carnival se- at seven years old. Now, a carnival. If you see your profession at a carnival and you try to take it <laughs> legit, I don't know about that. <laughs> So his ultimate dream was to become a famous traveling hypnotist, which is why he almost immediately found himself in Chuck's living room, putting him in a trance. Okay, we're getting very sleepy. It's giving that. When Chuck woke up, he claimed to be cured and declared that he was going to make James the most famous hypnotist in America. However, James had to help him just with one favor, pose as the winner for the Trump Plaza sweepstakes.
2: Mm. Time out. Hypnotist. you a great hypnotist. Mm-hmm. You can't be hypnotized. And then wake up being like, guess what? I don't do crack no more. You're not even supposed to remember crack. What kind of hit this <laughs>
1: know oh, so How you gonna
2: <laughs> erase all that shit? I Why would you
1: him into a crime? <laughs> Why would you go? You
2: love crack, but when I wake you up, you're gonna be like, I don't like crack no more. Just get crack out of here. Make it broad. Feels like
1: I hate crack, but I love crime, and you have to help me. <laughs> but anybody who gets their profession from a, a carnival, carnival and it's then we already know what he's on. So as a p- part of CSB operations was creating turnkey sweepstakes promotions for companies. They had created a campaign for one of Trump's flagship casinos, the Trump Plaza Casino in... Casino, why am I saying that wrong? In Atlantic City. Trump built a $30 million parking garage to entice more visitors. However, not enough people were using it, so he turned to CSB, who suggested he print promotional parking tickets that, when collected, could win prizes. Mm. So now you just parking. They were like, it's plenty of street parking. But if we do this rub off, <laughs> we, might, we might win a prize. I might scratch Jack's my ass off, off in
2: some free parking. And other prizes. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of prizes are you talking, Jack?
1: A prize for going to a parking garage is wild to me. So these prizes included Walkmans, that was the time, mm-hmm. cash, an eternity of vacations. Not vacations till you die, till you go to the upper room or even a Cadillac. Chuck simply needed James to pose as the winner of the grand prize and sell it for cash with a kickback to the company, CBS. Over several days, an assistant collected enough tickets until James came to claim the Cadillac Alante convertible grand prize worth $55,000, which is about $140,000 today with inflation. So this is the hypnotist. Ooh, it kind of still look a little clean. It's definitely giving 80s. Cars were so square in the 80s.
2: I love it. I I rock that right now.
1: They're like, square looks like the future. So. It fast. However, three days after, right? It looks. even at that box. that box fast.
2: Make it look like a brick.
1: <laughs> Bricks be fast. But with wheels, with wheels. <laughs> a brick with wheels. Yeah, that's gonna get everybody. They gonna know I got money. Okay, when I'm driving around. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) with my rectangular vehicle, love that. However, three days after James won, the 1987 stock market crash occurred. Also known as Black Monday, that's so wild because I brought up Black Monday earlier, that TV show on Showtime. It's so good, y'all, three seasons, get into it. (laughs) Suddenly, no one wanted to buy the car. They eventually sold it for half price and James ended up keeping $4,000 but was stuck with a tax bill on the entire Mm -hmm. prize. That comes back to that, Oprah, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. When Oprah gave out all them cars, They didn't pay the taxes for them teachers to have them cars, and a lot of them ended up having to sell it or having to pay like seven grand in gift tax. So, Uh,
2: wasn't that the Pontiac? That was a Pontiac GT, wasn't it? G6, a Pontiac GT or something like that? Anyway.
1: I can't remember. I thought it was a Toyota. Uh, No,
2: it was that. No, I don't think it was no Toyota. I think it was a Pontiac Mm. or something from Michigan.
1: That was a mean (laughs) lick because they were so excited, and then Uncle Sam was waiting right outside the door of the studio, like, hey, before you get these keys, rummy minds. It's like we. The whole point is we're bro. That's
2: what people be like. It, this is too good to be true, and I never say stuff like that. I go, man, it's too good to be true.
1: Right, and was yeah, yeah, was alive. Still, he immediately used the money to book a plane ticket to Paris for a date with an opera singer. So he's still flexing with this little bit of cash he got. You know, so. <laughs> In addition to continuing to use James to help him win prizes, Chuck also recruited his former cable man, Anthony Dandridge. So somebody came and gave him some bootleg cable. He was like, hey, man, you, you want to make a little money on the side as well? Also, how you have the same person? How do you have James winning multiple prizes? Nobody saw in the newspaper and was like, ain't that the same dude? And right?
2: hey, that's back when people read newspapers. So they knew who James was. Yeah. Well, James it's, is probably mad. James ain't... probably, you know what? James knew the game. James go, uh, I better win again. Because I got $17,000 of taxes to pay and I ain't bring home before. Right. So I'm 13 in the hole. Your boy going to win again. You hear me? Or I'm going yeah, to call the real CBS. I'm
1: going
2: to call the real CBS on y'all hypnotized
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, give me another prize. So Chuck was like, yeah, cool, cool. And I'm definitely not doing crack no more. I will make you love crack.
2: It. Don't think I won't.
1: <laughs> I'll take it back. I'll hypnotize you back into <laughs> it.
2: Let me snap twice. See where I'm.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> Let me say the magic words. You're going to be damn bad. Abra. Abra. <laughs> don't make me get to the cup, Okay? <laughs> Wah. Don't make me get to the la. Okay? <laughs> Presto. Mm. Better better give me money. So, Anthony, the cable man, was lured by Chuck's promises to turn him into the next Bruce Lee. Okay. Now, why does the cable man want to be Bruce Lee? Okay. As he had recently opened a kung fu school in Richmond, Virginia. So, I love how he lures these men with, like, I'm going to get your school (laughs) popping. He's like, what are your aspirations in life as he's installing the spectrum? He's like, I want to be a kung fu master. What? Okay.
2: (laughs) That's how you know, like, y'all cable men always wear them uh, one-piece jumpers. We got off work. He just put the uh, the belt <laughs> on around and went straight to the karate school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said, "Right now, everybody's not kung fu fighting, <laughs> but if you would like them to be, <laughs> come win these fake <laughs> prizes with me." He started working no. with people.
2: He never shook anybody's hands. He was just bowing up front. He's like, "Yo, man, just shake my hand and stop bowing." What? What? Why are you doing this? Oh, I ain't. Te- I ain't tell you I do kung fu. No, man, that's not why I invited you here. Well, I'm gonna need a little something.
1: Fix ta- the cable box. I was
2: talking to James.
1: He was stalling your cable, like, Hah! no, <laughs> no, we don't want that. We don't need that. <laughs> Why is he doing karate hands to my cable box? <laughs> what is happening? So, if Anthony won the two hundred thousand dollar prize money from Alpo Dog Foods, he would be allowed to keep twenty five thousand to start a national martial arts academy, where Chuck kept the rest. Okay. So Chuck and Steven thought that they'd never get caught as there were no laws yet written about sweepstakes. However, it was one call from a once teenage employee, Lewis, not Lewis coming back. Lewis. It's Lewis's girlfriend to the United States Postal Inspection Service. I have told y'all about fucking with the US mail. They will get you. That led to their downfall. So getting caught, we're wrapping it up. So Catherine Wojahowitz called. When Lewis, which was her ex-boyfriend, arranged for her to win an Alpo dog food sweepstakes and she felt something wasn't right. So her babe was like, oh, you're going to win this Alpo sweepstakes. Why are you called the U.S. inspection on your man? Yeah, but... He must have been she, a trash boyfriend. She was supposed
2: to win and didn't win. So because she didn't win, she called the authority. Like, that's how
1: everybody get called. If somebody's scoring, you can't cut people out of the money when you're doing crime. If I everybody don't, has if to get I don't paid. win...
2: We all don't win. I'm taking everybody down. Because
1: now I have no liability. I didn't actually win. I can act like I didn't know what was going on. Hey, and y'all mean, want I'm to cheat?
2: Him, 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 him. They told me I was going to get 25000 and then, And then what happened? Her plane
1: crashed? Hmm. Damn. So as a USPIS agent, Dan, it was just a professional hater job. Daniel Smyers began investigating the company behind the competition. James and Chuck were running into trouble with the winners. As they ran through their roster of friends of winners, in quotes, they called on more questionable people, which led to the posers actually winning the competition and making off with prizes before CBS could demand their cut. So basically, as this inspection hater man starts to dig into it, The winners, the fake winners are like, "Ooh, it's hot over here. Y'all getting in trouble for crime. I'm actually going to just win. And then I'm above board and I'm not giving y'all a cut. You know who
2: that is? That's them 49 close friends. That's exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's them 49 close people that you would have took on vacation with you. That's exactly who that was. Because you go outside too far, somebody going to end up talking. So you try to keep it close. But don't know. Can't nobody keep their mouths shut. Because here's the thing. If I show up with a boat, you know I ain't got boat money. You pull up to that uh, apartment complex with a boat, like, man, I know you have boat money. Oh, bro, now you got to explain to somebody, let them win something. Then they come Mm -hmm. out with this Cadillac or whatever it's called. And then now you just got a bunch of apartment people with shit that they don't know how to use.
1: Jet ski. And these are liabilities. Because they're like, I- I'm going to snitch on you if you don't let me keep the whole prize. Because now what is your hold on them? Before they were in on the grip, but now that they know the government on the ass, they like, listen, you either let me keep the full 200k, or I'm calling 911. Oh, I'm
2: telling everybody. <laughs> I'm telling everybody.
1: Alvin it's can't even swear so why Alvin, he got a jet ski. It will be letters. Alvin lived with his mama. How <laughs> Hi, he got a jet ski? He's talking about, like, we're we going to the beach, he's going to give us all a ride. Huh? <laughs> we're going no. to the beach. We live in Nashville. <laughs> There's no beaches. Ain't here. no beach here. They were like, "Look, Chuck, Steve, if y'all don't let me keep all this prize money, I'm gonna start mailing out letters. Okay, it's gonna take three to five business days, but people gonna know your business. <laughs> they're gonna know you're up. To- <laughs> they're gonna know you're up to something shady. So as they ran through their roster of friends to be winners, they called on more questionable people because now the homies who used to do it, they're not. Giving the prize money. So now they're just going to, you know, back to the parking lot to find whoever's questionable, which led to the posers actually winning the competition and making off with the prizes before CBS could demand their cut. So even now, like everyone's taking their cut and being like, fuck CBS. Chuck became more frustrated and unpredictable, even removing Steven from company accounts and threatening his family when he spoke about it. So again, just like the wedding photographer pulling up. Threatening.
2: I mean, what you really, what you really gonna do?
1: Exactly. If, I like mean, if, over, if, if I'm gonna win 50
2: fifty thousand, and then I'm like, I'm keeping fifteen. Let's go. I think I'm gonna keep this fifty thousand. What you really gonna do?
1: Yeah, who gonna check me, Boo? I mean, unless you, you gonna take me to court,
2: unless you send some people after me. <laughs> but I got fifty thousand now. I, right. I can hire protection for a little bit.
1: Yeah, Chuck should have invested in the mob. <laughs> 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 but then he would have had even more money taken from him because they're gonna get there. Yeah, they went that ninety. So in 1988 with mounting lawsuits from former employees and clients. Chuck's unpredictable behavior, uh, Steve, left CBS and started his own promotions company with Louis. So now Chuck left CBS and then took the kid from the parking lot who had called the feds and made his own company. That doesn't seem smart. No, 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 no Louis' girlfriend snitched. did that.
2: Louis probably didn't know nothing about that. That was Louis' boo.
1: Yeah, but the, you're, you're already making weird moves. Why is your boo selling you out? I mean, you Luke, get her nothing for Valentine's Day? She
2: probably, well, no. You know what it was? Because she died in the plane crash two days later, wasn't it? Or th- two weeks later?
1: No, she died in a plane crash in 2002. So she was very much oh, alive at oh, this oh, point.
2: Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, Continue. That was
1: just a detail Kaylin gave us. So not long after Agent Smyers, the hater who's been snooping, was able to track down the hypnotist James and Kung Fu Master Anthony, Woo! <laughs> he gathered they gathered enough information to show CBS had been illegally rigging the games. A year and a half later, Chuck, Steve, James, Anthony, and Lewis were officially charged with mail fraud. Mail fraud is, that's how they get you. It's a bitch. With sentences up to 30 years. You can't do fraud in the mail, y'all. You gotta walk to their door, hand it to them. That's how you do fraud. Don't put your fraud in USPS. They will come get you.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: Okay, they got them forever stamps that's, <laughs> for that's, your ass. That's, that's, fra- that's federal. Yeah. No, you don't mess with them. So they were collectively estimated to have won around $2 million, $5 million in today's money in cash prizes. After admitting to taking LSD 400 times during proceedings, Chuck pleaded guilty. What? You at court on LSD? What? I, Chuck.
2: Chuck, please. Is, Chuck is an American hero against all odds, against dropping out of high school and then getting introduced to crack and meth. And then working his way up to scam. Get I mean, he lasted way longer than any other thought. I mean, if you are gonna go down, go down in flames. And then he was in the courtroom like, I don't look, man, I don't need I'm high right now.
1: <laughs> we need a uh, like a poster like I that don't you can remember. Do it, none like none of what
2: y'all talking <laughs> but about.
1: <it's> <laughs> That's how he pled guilty. I would would, would retract that. I'd be like, I was high on LSD when I pled guilty. I didn't even know what y'all were talking about. So, Steven also pled guilty while James and Anthony and Lewis pled guilty
2: of trial. I was hypnotized. Talk to James about that shit. I've been hypnotized this whole time.
1: He told me to scam, and then he never gave me the magic words so I could stop.
2: He never said cadaver.
1: You feel me? (laughs) So, that's why I was scamming. So, but I love that Anthony Lewis and James were like, we innocent. And they were like, we're going to trial to fight this. And they were like, no, you're going to jail. You're definitely guilty. So uh, the latter were sentenced to five years probation in order to pay thousands of dollars in restitution. So James, Anthony, and Lewis only got five years of probation. They just had to pick up trash, which means they definitely snitched. They went in there and just started listing. Flip.
2: They flip. I love
1: that. You can't. <laughs> They're to... doing more flips than Simone Biles. Is it... <laughs> like, mm.
2: it, I mean... You know, it's hard to go to, like, real prison for something federal when you mail. Come on.
1: Yeah, no, I would have flipped, too. I'm like, how many names y'all want? My mama got unpaid parking tickets. What? How much do you need? (laughs) Get me out of (laughs) here. Give
2: me a pen and a piece of paper, a Big Mac, and some fries. I I write down everybody. I, I can't go to real prison.
1: Yeah, no, we're not going to prison, prison. So... Steven and Chuck were ordered to pay more than a million dollars of restitution to the companies that they had (sighs) ripped off and both were sentenced to two years in prison. Two ain't bad. Both were permanently banned from the sweepstakes industry, but by the time Chuck was sent to prison in 1990, he had set up a new company and ran a number of competitions for his old client, Donald Trump. Y'all both criminals, y'all both scammers. This seems like a good partnership. (laughs) Fake recognized fake.
2: (laughs) I told (laughs) you I was impressed. I'm impressed. I'm in pr- as, as much as I hate these people, they know how to do wrong right. This they do once again through it's all like, this.
1: I love Chuck. He's a very good guy. He's <laughs> just visiting jail for a couple of years. Never heard
2: of him. Never heard of him.
1: <laughs> That's right. You're right. That's what it would be. He's like I never met the guy. Chuck.
2: Ah, uh, it sounds like something I had for lunch when I was eight. I've never heard of him.
1: you're true that's exactly what would happen so the industry almost immediately died down after Kraft mistakenly printed 500,000 winning tickets for one of its campaigns instead of one resulting in 4 million dollars of compensation damn why wasn't I buying singles at this time I wasn't alive damn it so James has since made a career as a Las Vegas hypnotist specializing in hypnotizing NBA players struggling with confidence problems what
2: getting rid of them yips for the league
1: <laughs> James like, out here
2: was like, "I need to go. I need to get the out of this. Throws. I need to get out of this scam business and go do the Lord's work through magic."
1: It's like Shaq. He's <laughs> like, "You're gonna make the free throws. You're gonna make the free throws."
2: <laughs> or, my, no. or, or my, or my, my Cowboys kicker who couldn't make these field goals.
1: Oh, oh man, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Too. I didn't know you were a Cowboys I'm fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, so you love pain? <sighs>
2: it's a, it's a hard. <laughs> It's a, it's you a, love
1: getting your hopes up. It's an
2: abusive relationship. It's all emotional abuse, but it happens.
1: It is. And then Jerry coming out trying to keep the black people from going to school. I was like, Jerry, no, we oh. already sick of your ass. Oh. Good Lord. Not, not you in the black and white photos doing the... We, doing, we figured you was a racist, but like,
2: like quiet. Old racism I get, but come on, man. Burn these pitches, bruh.
1: Right. You got so much money. We got new stadiums, even though we haven't won a Super Bowl. Like, I was at Cowboys mini camp when I was five. I have pictures of me in the uniform. Like my it's first, just, we can't. It's my
2: first starter jacket was was a uh, 1992. Actually, I had the pro starter. I just got the real starter two years ago for Christmas. Like like the throwback from like a, a consignment vintage store. So yes, I've been I've been yeah. on I've been on for a
1: minute. Uh. Anyways, our scam being scammed by loving the Cowboys. So
2: <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> Steven went on. St- to own a Philadelphia strip club called Daydreams. All right, mm-hmm. everyone. Stephen has had many careers. He is a serial entrepreneur, and I love that for him. He was selling panties, cars, scam rub-offs, and now he's owning a strip club. Okay, Stephen. So Anthony was able to expand his kung fu operations to 15 other states. Wow, everybody kung else was, fu operations. was
2: That's what I'm talking about. That, yeah, that's how you say that, kung fu operations. Hell, you better have your LLC.
1: It's giving LLC Twitter. It truly is. <laughs> Kung-fu Operation? Kung operations? Kung-fu okay. operations. He went out and bought a bunch of different colored belts and said, let's go. <laughs> he
2: been he been out there like on the power poles. Ha! Hey, man, my cable ain't working.
1: <laughs> as soon as I finish this set. Ha! He can break a cable box in half with his hand. <laughs> he said, the kids are like, why don't we have wood? He's like, no, y'all better break these he cable been, boxes instead of torture.
2: He been out here trying to point like, they're going to take this pole down in two weeks. Now give me eight hours. I'll get this shit
1: down. just keep shopping away at it. I also feel like at his kung fu schools, it's not just like white belt and then yellow or whatever. He's like white belt, cream belt, (laughs) off cream. He's like keeping them coming back.
2: You have reached zebra belt. Okay, man. Ain't no zebra belts around here. What kind of school is it? What kind of karate school is this?
1: (laughs) You got cheetah belt, okay? You're so close to black. (laughs) <laughs> Just keep working and keep coming and paying for my kung fu. I'm trying enterprise. to make you an animal, you so with,
2: uh, animal with discipline. I think, okay, Anthony.
1: <laughs> Next week, we open in Ohio. Afternoon. Okay, stop it, Anthony. <laughs> we got a new location. It was <laughs> The Corn Belt. Also, all of this was taking place in New Jersey, which makes absolute sense. <laughs> absolute sense.
2: New Jersey. Anywhere between Delaware and New Jersey. That's where it happened.
1: Mm-hmm. So after prison, Chuck developed an internet scratch-off game and even partnered with Microsoft to run them. I love that Chuck can't lose. Microsoft? you t- Bill Gates of that?
2: This is giving a real catch-me-if-you-can.
1: I love it. He did a little stint in jail. They're like, oh, your resume has a gap. He was like, oh, yeah, I took, a, I took two years off to find myself in federal <laughs> prison. <laughs> that boy's quiet. That boy's silent.
2: Do, uh, Bill, do, do you know what you're doing? I'm the best, baby. I'm here, ain't
1: I? <laughs> yeah. I took some time to work out. Read, uh, you know, be on in the yard.
2: <laughs> Yo, if you can scam people this long, you got to be the best.
1: Truly, so he passed away in August of two thousand nine from liver cancer. Donald Trump continued to use sweepstakes in his political campaigns, promising a chance to win a dinner with President Donald Trump in New Orleans for donations of any amount. Not you doing the the dinner with Jay Z, Donald Trump. Mm-mm. However, no winner was ever announced and a Trump representative said there had been an administrative error. Yeah. What was that error? Fraud. I'm (laughs) going to start selling fake shit and be like, oh, y'all didn't get the stuff. There was an administrative error. We forgot to administrate the stuff that we told you you would
2: get. I've been buying stuff on, uh, what's the website? I've been buying stuff on, what's the one where people make stuff at home and then you buy it in Uh, Etsy? Etsy yeah i done bought my dog a collar three times because the people call me back oh man i ain't gonna lie, i forgot about it i'm like give my money back like, why because you didn't make what we agreed on that's why i <laughs> no, want my why? money back but why
1: they gave you the gym mentorship <laughs> <laughs> they were like What'd wait I do? why do you want your money back because you, you didn't get what i said i was what good. you were supposed to that's what you did you didn't do what you were supposed to i thought to. we were vibing we only know Tons- what you- Mail us a letter and tell us what we did. You know what? Keep $45
2: because you know I ain't write no goddamn letter. You know I ain't write no letter.
1: (laughs) Go to the post office. Tell us what we did (laughs) in writing. And then we'll send you the money back. Okay? Um, Well, that brings us to the saddest part of the show, the part where I have to let Tone go. But before we do that, a quick... Scammer of the week. This is where we highlight a charlatan worthy of our praise, or maybe not. And today we're talking about 19-year-old Madison Russo, who's been caught after scamming $37,000 from 49 concerned donors after falsely claiming she had pancreatic cancer. Mm. So Maddie was arrested on January 23rd on first-degree felony theft. This teenager... Oh, she's a teenager? Oh, let her free. She's a kid. She (laughs) She she playing on the internet oh she does it's not giving teenager i mean that's a, a grown woman. that's a she's, hard
2: ship face that's why people donate they're like she have, she must have it rough
1: yeah it's giving she's been living hard that's a
2: lot of that's yeah. a lot of uh wear yes
1: so she documented her cancer in quote battle on tiktok and through her gofundme page and claimed to have had a tumor the size of a football wrapped around her spine content warning this girl is wearing an offensive amount of tanner
2: <laughs> oh wow
1: Kaylin, I'll kill you. Uh, She is wearing a lot of tanner, and it might be contributing to her old-age look. It's giving fruit leather, but, you know, to each his own. Listen, if you saw Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, and you were like, that's my look. Her face is like, you know, when a car dripping
2: oil, and they pull out a parking spot, but it's raining, and it had, like, that rainbow.
1: Listen, we I don't know—they really trash talk kids But she scammed people And yeah, pretended to have a people. very serious disease So, yeah, it's fuck them kids for this one So she also claimed to have given talks About her health at events For the National Pancreatic Cancer Foundation Which the foundation denies So she was like, oh, I was just doing a speaking engagement well, We couldn't video in there It was no cameras Her face looked like a
2: raw Cinnabon Like it just got all the cinnamon and <laughs> sugar on it But it ain't been baked yet
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a perfect description. And it's tearing me apart. No. And I love this mugshot because her eyes are so wide. She's like, Damn,
2: they got it. They got it.
1: It looks like she's startled. It looks like they snatched her from wherever she was and immediately made her take a photo. Like, she's still in shock that she got caught.
2: Like, she got halfway through her makeup.
1: Right. She was probably on TikTok beating her face, talking about her (laughs) fake cancer. Like, like, ow, it hurt today. Like, what, girl?
2: This nose up. She she didn't get below the nose. All that raw.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, we're giving two different skin tones. They got they call her mid bronzer for sure. Mm. They were like, Hands up, put the bronzer down <laughs> put the huda booty Drop the bronzer
2: drop it, and drop step the away. Brush.
1: Drop the beauty blender, put your hands in the air. Lay on your face. So Maddie began to be discovered in early January when witnesses claiming to be medical professionals anonymously contacted authorities saying they believed there to be many medical discrepancies in her social media posts. Now, Google is free, Maddie. Why did not you Google this? This included incorrectly and potentially life-threatening use of medical equipment in addition to a- allegedly stealing photos from actual cancer patients and posting them as her own. The GoFundMe page was still taking donations until it was taken down in late January with the message, Maddie is currently undergoing vigorous chemotherapy and radiation treatments that are making her very sick. Meanwhile, it was like, Maddie has transferred these funds to her Bank of America. So all donors will be refunded and Maddie is permanently banned from the platform. She was released on a $10,000 bond hours after her arrest and is currently awaiting court. I don't know if we put Maddie in jail for a fake GoFundMe. I just feel like that platform, you got to know that maybe when you give your 10 sympathy dollars, they're not going to the right place. Who gives a shit?
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I, look, I, maybe not prison, but she should have to go teach something to an inner city school with people of color.
1: Teach? She just go. You want to sit? You want to sick this person on us?
2: No, in person, in person, and just let these. No. High, you know how rude high schoolers are now? They give her hell. I mean, they're gonna snap so hard that I mean, her <laughs> emotions, her her insides. Uh, She's gonna, like she she gonna feel like she had a tumor. That's what it's gonna feel like. It's gonna feel like she had a tumor by the time these high school kids get done with it. Let them have their cell phones and TikTok. They ruin her ego. That's what, anyway, they, that's what they should do.
1: <laughs> hey, yo, they're gonna drop a candle. Florida, <laughs> <the> Florida. <laughs> oh, 2K Sam looking at me. Like they... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she definitely needs community service and, and something that's productive. I don't know if I would say jail, but also. Uh, not pictured here, but I saw photos about this when I saw the story. She was using medical equipment and like taping fake things to her chest and like really, when I tell you she was giving cosplay like she was in the hospital, she really sold it.
2: That, uh, that's why like you should have a license to I mean, because you, you can go get it. If she go to a medical, medical supply store wearing scrubs, somebody gonna sell it to her. she just changed clothes and put a gown on. Mm-hmm. you can't be trusting these pictures man like,
1: th- you can buy hospital gowns all willy nilly you're right about that you know how people look oh, at this she look has at this taped creep it face. to her face she got a pair of the, uh cord iPhone <laughs> 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 iPhone headphones I'm stuck them deep in her nose so we just, can't tell she just she just, out, she just
2: out here like this she just out here, y'all can't see me at home but she just out here <laughs> 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 and she like oh no wait wait let me tuck it in Wait, what side is it on? Let me tuck it in. Let me tuck it in this <laughs> side. There we go. Do I look sick? Do I look sick now? <laughs> is this
1: working? Is it?
2: That's sad, man.
1: Also, who are her friends and family? She has good friends and family because they did not snitch. And clearly, they would know if she was in treatment. The medical professionals snitched on her on TikTok. Not her mama, not her daddy, not any friends. She got a loyal community and circle. Unlike Chuck and Steve.
2: I wonder if her parents are around. What her mama say? They they got some a quote from my mom or something down there. What her mama say? I
1: thought like your mom was like I don't know her. <laughs> like
2: who? Maddie's always been distant with mental health. It's like come on, man. Maddie a creep.
1: Yeah. Maddie Maddie's to be a weirdo. Asshole. Also, th- why would you think that you could go this public, especially TikTok? That's where the girls are like going to research you. They're going to be in the comments. They got all the terminology for every illness, disease. Why would you think And they love to be detectives. TikTok people love to be like, oh, "Oh, y'all can't solve this cold case. I will. TikTok ain't nothing but
2: social sleuths. That's exactly what they are. That's exactly what they are. I want how she get they caught? Like, did, what if she, did you say how she got caught? How she get caught again?
1: It was medical professionals who oh. started to tip off like the police and stuff because they were like none of this is adding up and these photos they're reverse image searching and realizing they're not her photos. Yeah, TikTok is the Harriet the spy app. Don't go on mm-hmm. their lying because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. got magnifying glasses and they will find you. They will find you. <laughs> and then they'll make their own TikToks about you it. You shouldn't
2: even have as much energy within this stage Mm-mm. to put a TikTok out no. like this.
1: Well, Madison, I uh, I, I hope you, you don't have to go to the clink, um, a, but I hope you learned your lesson. I'm appalled. I don't think Madison's done. If you lie that hard, you went on Amazon and bought you some medical equipment, she's going to be like Chuck. She'll continue doing it. She'll be working for Microsoft this probably before you know round
2: it. One. This is probably, She probably did a, a soft one just to open up, and then this one took off <laughs> quicker than she could like shut it down.
1: Soft launch scam. I'm telling, yes. you,
2: I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's how I would have done it.
1: And hey, you are an expert. <laughs> That's, we got expert on the podcast. Expert, expert,
2: expert.
1: Expert, expert. I
2: never did stuff with the, with the computers, with the computers. I never did stuff with the computers.
1: Yes, no. And allegedly did other stuff. We don't know what the, You know what? I don't think he did anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, was, it's, all, her- it's all hearsay these days. It truly, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. And that brings us to the end of an amazing podcast. Thank you so much, Tom, for being here. We always ask our guests where would you like to be found? Any socials, shows, websites, with the end, all of that.
2: Uh, watch Drink Masters on Netflix. I got a new sh- a show coming out with uh, Michelle Buteau and Tasha Smith called Survival of the Thickest on Netflix I don't, in a few months, I'm sure. Uh, Trigger Warning Cowdy versus Acme coming out in theaters this summer. Instagram is just Tone Bell, T-O-N-E-B-E-L-L. And I just started TikTok, actually. I, I didn't have a TikTok. And Ooh. then, so I just got on TikTok. I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, and then I'll, I'll be out here in these streets just on tour, making people laugh. So, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's me.
1: Yes. Get into and it. Oh, And that I just got back on exciting. Facebook.
2: Join my Facebook. I just got back on Facebook. I gave it up for like five years. TikTok, Facebook and all that. I just kind of, I had to live a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't spend too much time. You trying
1: to get the auntie community? I love that. I'm about these
2: 47-year-olds out here. I'm about it. I'm about it
1: <laughs> your snack for them <laughs> for everybody yes and as always guys stitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com and if you want to find me D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D Valacia on all platforms if you want to see all of these wild ass photos Pod on Instagram if you want to chat with me scamgoddesspod on Twitter congregation stay chucking you know get out there and get your chuck on never quit never stop Goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. the Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our recording engineer is Abby Aguilar. And our audio editor is Jesse Karen. Research for the show is done by Kaylin Brand. Stay scamin'.
0: Life is a highway.